station, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, movie suburbanite, <laughs> Melissa Kirscher. Hello! And uh, we are joined by our movie, I'm going to call her, let's say, Obama supporter. Um, 100%, yes. Yeah, there yes. you go. Yes. Barb Lind. Hi, Barb. Welcome Hello. back. Uh, we, uh, after... I would have voted for him a third time if I could. There you go. Um, yes. There you go. So let's Dear talk about Joe if... Biden. There's no reason he can't run just because he was the vice president. Just saying. Sorry. Moving on. Anyway, so uh, we are here to watch Get Out. Yes. Which, uh, much like the last movie we watched, was not The Shape of Water. Uh, this was also nominated for Best Picture. So, Barb. Yes. You needed since you haven't seen Get Out. You need to tell us what do you know about Get Out? Um. Well, my boyfriend wrote it. And directed it and won an Oscar <laughs> for it. And who's your boyfriend? <laughs> Jordan Peele, obviously. Jordan Peele's yeah. your boyfriend. <laughs> At least in my universe he is, All because right. <laughs> why not? It's my universe. I have like And what did Jordan Peele tell you? Um, that he loves me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously he's my boyfriend. <laughs> did he tell you that in this movie? Um, no, he did not. So, um, all right. So what I know about this movie, it is a, um, couple, uh, uh, male, female, uh, there is a male, uh, a person of color, uh, female who is white. Uh, he goes to her parents' hoity-toity mansion in the middle of the woods type of thing or something. Uh, and weird things ensue and it's kind of scary and or suspenseful which is why i haven't seen it yet because i'm a giant wuss mm. Mm. giant wuss yep understood mm -hmm. you are a giant wuss uh, yes this movie uh, was nominated for several Oscars. It did win for Best Original Screenplay. And we will note that Tim also has not seen it. I have not seen it. But, but I'm not going to crush him into telling me what he knows, because he knows a lot. I know a lot, because I did read the plot synopsis Because someone's some a point. cheater. T Tim is a cheater, and uh, and uh, spoiler. Territory. I had no idea. Well, I don't give a shit about spoilers. I really don't. <laughs> I, so Which is too bad, because they're, they're lovely discovery. Well, I'm sure. Lovely and... There's there's moments the in this film. The reveals are great. <laughs> there are reveals in this film. <gasps> Barb, really? Barb, you now know something. Ooh. This film reveals things. Does it reveal the innermost workings of crazy rich white folks? Probably not. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, it's hard to say. Yeah. I don't know. You I haven't mean, seen it, so you I don't kinda, even know. I yeah. kind of do. Sort I ain't saying nothing. Why no? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Melissa has seen it, so yes, she uh, gets in to, the theater, and I love it. I love this. She gets movie. to keep all the secrets and, until they are revealed before you. By revealed the before us in the film that we are going to watch. Um, now, this I feel is kind of one of those movies that probably we should not spend a lot of time talking about. If you haven't no. seen it, if you're watching along with us at home, dear listeners, mm -hmm. if you're one of those people that doesn't want to hear any spoilers about a movie before you go watch it, so when you come back fresh at the end of our 15 second break, and honestly, I have no idea how you watch the movie that fast, but kudos on you, mm -hmm. uh, then we should probably just shut up. And I go. Mean, I mean, what I'm, we, I'm always a proponent of you shutting up. So. Yeah, yeah. In fact, what we should do 
is get out of this room and go watch the movie. Yes. Oh, look at that. Yeah, made ah. a pun. Stop <laughs> it. Be quiet, I, white man. I don't think that was I don't think that was a pun. Wasn't it just a play on words? And yet maybe? you're still talking. I'm just trying to figure it out. All right, we're going. Shut up. back. Many white people have behaved inappropriately. Many deer have been killed. And we have watched Get Out. Out was gotten. We got out of the movie. Yes. And now we are here to record the second part of the podcast. So Barb, you as our official newbie, uh, you need to say what you thought of Get Out. <sighs> it was an emotional roller coaster. And I'm completely spent, and I want to do it all over again now. <laughs> <laughs> just, just rewatch it. Just. Yep. Like I'm, I'm just ready to go back and do it again. Like, just gonna spend the night, do it again. Um, God, that's a good movie. I mean, everybody always told me it was a good movie, but I was like, it looks scary, and. As I have already said, I am a giant wuss. So I was like, mm, no, I'm not gonna. And I will admit that at first when I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to go watch this movie and it's gonna be scary. I'm gonna need to watch, like, Mulan or something afterwards <laughs> to, like, cleanse my soul. Nope, not at all, because I want to go home and watch it again now. Because, like, <laughs> God, yes! It's, it's satisfying in There is so much satisfaction and vindication. It yeah. just makes me very happy, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things uh, about it. Uh, you two can attest to the fact that there were uh, at least four or five times where I went, ah! and... Yes. And later there were times where you're like, yes, yes, there, there uh, were many yes, times, yes. Uh, <laughs> there, there, there was there mostly was much... crowded into the last ten minutes of the well, film. Yeah, to be yeah, because but... it, it's kind of built up where, yeah, that's where you get your your uh, catharsis. Mm-hmm. There, there was much fist pumping into the air and jubilant satisfaction of watching people get the shit kicked out of them. Mm-hmm. So that was great. Yeah. So, Tim, this is your first time watching. It yeah, is my first time watching. Mm-hmm. What did yeah. you think, even though you already uh, knew what was going on? I did already know what was going on, but uh, um, I think it's, uh, it's a really, really good movie. It does a good job with uh, foreshadowing. It does a good job with making you, uh, making you really, you know, you know something weird is going on, mm-hmm. but I think it makes it really hard to understand what weird is going on, but yeah. it, it does a good job of... Also, sort of doing stuff early in the film that has a payoff later. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, you know, when, like, for instance, the girlfriend is making sure the cop doesn't see his driver's license. And you're like, oh, there's a complete ulterior motive to that that had nothing to do Mm -hmm. with her protecting him for for a rape. Even though the cop is totally being racist. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I even have in my notes, I was like, I like that she called the police officer on his bullshit. And then, like, at, 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 yeah, and then I'm like, god damn it. There there are so many things that are played for two or three different meanings, depending on what point in the movie it is. And, I mean, I think it's, it's very key, (laughs) key, yeah, Uh, it's very key that uh, uh, Jordan Peele has is mostly known as a comedy writer because um, yeah. yeah the the show Key and Peel is so sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, the sketch writing his sketch writing abilities are just phenomenal. Yes. But I with comedy you have to be just razor sharp and, and everything has to be to the point and I feel like him moving to horror has served him very well because this mm-hmm. this movie is so sharp and there's barely a line of dialogue that's filler everything has a point every uh, just about every image has a point to it or an underlying meaning of some sort and the more i watch it the more things i see so um explain the deer part to me because like i don't there are a couple of different things going on there i think um, I mean, there's, uh... Because to me, I'm like, oh, a, it's a deer. Okay. There was a there was a term, black buck, for uh, black people who wouldn't uh, go with the flow, so to speak. Okay. Uh, there's also the... It, it enables the father to go into that speech of, you know, there's a million of, of them, you know, mm-hmm. one dead is a good start and that sort of thing. And I think there's also the... And also the opportunity to kill him by but yeah, the deer I, later. I did enjoy that. But also, you know, you have the deer mounted, like hollowed out and mounted in that study where he's imprisoned. So I think that feeds into the uh, theme of lobotomization and you know, okay. taking over these bodies yep. and filling them with something else. And so there, there are a bunch of ways you could take that. Uh, yeah, I, I I certainly got got that that symbolism of the yeah. of the head being filled with with something else. There mm-hmm. is you know taking that body and, and making use of it for for something other than what it was intended. Uh, yeah. for, for lack of a better better yeah. way of putting for, it, for something other than a deer brain. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, taking the body of a a black man and and making it essentially. A white man, which was an interesting piece of symbology as well. Oh yeah, that idea that uh, black people are acceptable if they're white enough. Mm-hmm. And there's you know? it. It also kind of feeds into the sunken place where the the black person being driven down into this place where they cannot speak and they cannot hear anymore. They're just unable to. And I, the world. And I presume yeah. that Peel, as a person of color, as a black man in America, uh, at least some of what's going on here is his commentary on the black experience. Oh, it, it um, all is. I, I mean, you know, it, yeah. it is I it's through like... and through. I mean, what, dear listeners, one of the things I really wanted to hear, it, I, I did approach a couple of our, our friends of color. I mean, because right now we are three white people talking about yeah. this movie. Yep. And uh, I did uh, approach Duck Washington and Gregory Parks, and they were both actually happily very uh, otherwise engaged this evening, you know, the, doing their own art uh, out and about. But uh, uh, I, I have... T- uh, 
heard both of them talking about this film. Um, I helped put together a panel at Convergence last year where I told programming, it's like, if I'm, if I am on that panel as a white person, I have failed in putting together this panel. So <laughs> we found, uh, you know, uh, Gregory Parks and, uh, headed that one up. And, uh, also I've heard Duck talk about this movie a bit and the, the symbolism goes real deep. Yeah, I'm look. I'm, I'm very and, much looking forward to here to talking with Duck. Oh yeah, about having seen this movie and just I want to hear his response to it. As more than I mean, and it's interesting when he talks about the best movies of last year. Get Out is at the top, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's it's excellent. And I have to mm-hmm. think about it in terms of the movies that were my favorite as to whether or not I think this tops what my favorite was but it it's my favorite it makes sense yeah um as a person of color how important this film is and how effectively it tells a story using a different genre Mm -hmm. you know it's a horror film Mm -hmm. but it's telling a horror film about the marginalization about of of black people in America. Yeah, it's it's um, using a horror format to do a satire, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, I, and I, I, it's, it's also satire, and I mean, I oh think yeah, that's it's important. It's very good satire, I think. It, but uh, I, I remember uh, one of my black friends on Facebook when he first saw this movie, just saying, "I'm having panic attacks watching this film." I don't know how white people say this is a comedy, like at all. And I said, "Well." It, I love the movie, and I go. I would say this is not an uh, out laugh out loud comedy. I mean, it's a satire, so in that terms, it's a comedy, but it is a horror film. Yeah, and and I think they say it's a comedy because the writer is a comedian, and they yeah. make they, they make an assumption mm-hmm. that therefore there must and there are, there are definitely funny parts. Oh yeah, there there are definitely parts of, of I mean of levity, of course, but it is Rod. Let's be realistic. Rod's fantastic. <laughs> I, I want I want Rod to have his own movie. I'm gonna be honest. Oh yeah, the Rod I just, movie. <laughs> I just want Rod to be doing his shit at the TSA, and I will watch that for two hours, no problem. <laughs> I do have a problem with uh, the fact that this movie depicts uh, somebody from the TSA as being competent. So that uh, that's uh, a kind of a running thing on Key and Peele. <laughs> Actually, they they have a there's a whole kind of running joke on the Key and Peele uh, sketch show where uh, there are several. Uh, sketches about the TSA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's rather ra- rather than saying I'm sure there are plenty of people with the TSA who are competent. It's just mm-hmm. that having any skills as law enforcement officers to me seems kind of jokey, since I consider the TSA a little better than security theater. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> but uh, but in any case, <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. Actually, I found it's an that interesting funny. angle. I think. <laughs> yeah. That they that they they it's like and somebody who has just enough. Of a foot in law enforcement that they kind of know what they're doing, mm-hmm. but you're in the TSA. <laughs> but he's totally able to get a, a car but, with, with lights yeah. and a siren. Yeah. So, but it says airport. Go him. Oh god, that's the the minute that that door opened and you saw that it was it said airport and you knew that it was him inside. Yeah, I, that was one of the yes oh, moments. Yep, that it was. I remember. Yep, oh, it I, was. I saw this twice in the theater, and and each time that happened, the whole audience went ah. It was great. It's it's so it's so happy making. <laughs> and there's that lovely parallel between her and his mother on the side of the road at the end, leaving, yes. leaving her to die. Well, mm-hmm. and he because he went back mm-hmm. with grandma. Yep. 
and mm-hmm. and yeah, see how I that mean, turned out exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That did not turn out well. No, no, no. and I, I mean it. It even goes to the, like you see moments earlier in the film where um, everybody except Chris, all the black people except Chris, are, are wearing hats. Or Georgina has the bangs to cover the lobotomy scar. Uh-huh. You see her very purposely fixing her hair. And boy, okay. That, and then the one guy's yeah. got his hat on, and yeah. the whole like yeah, a little boater hat. Mm-hmm. And I love how alien they all are yeah and i uh, one of the things that i think is really remarkable about the film and it's like this is a movie that could very easily have talked just to the black community but it it successfully reaches out to white people like me i'm not saying that it had to do that but i think but peel's writing in peel's direction is so good that he was able to ground everything so well that it it's easy to empathize and kind of and notice these things mm-hmm. that are uh, very much about the black experience where it may have skipped off my noticing in any other film but this is like oh Georgina doesn't talk right <laughs> you know there's something and, very and odd his words like cellular device yeah your cellular device and these people talk like aliens and that's it's it yeah it's it's that just it's like beyond white it's like super white and that super white kudos to the actors because oh oh my my god georgina was amazing because when she's like in the who is she uh she um i think she's primarily a stage actress i know she worked with steppenwolf for a while but uh, betty gabriel is her name okay and she's wow that scene where she it's just the close-up of her face and oh no 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 and the tear oh my god she's fantastic i got chills and uh, the the gentleman who played Logan, who mm-hmm. is the guy in the bowler, the the boater hat, who the, the get out guy, yeah, <laughs> uh, also fantastic. You know the way his face falls and uh, it's yeah, the, or, the way the way you see the change in personality. Yeah, and and Daniel Kaluuya, the our lead, <sighs> who was nominated for an Oscar, who was nominated for out. an Oscar, it's fantastic. Win. Also, catch him in Black Panther. Um, mm. But yeah, that that scene with him and Catherine Keener in the study where she first hypnotizes him. Oh my god, it's, it's so a perfect scene. It is perfect. It is it is one of those scenes. I, every once in a while, I see a movie where there is just a scene that is like nothing I've ever seen before, and it's absolutely goddamn magnetic. And that's one of them. It. I watched the movie when I first watched the movie. It's like. This is amazing. Every moment of it is amazing. And then Catherine Keener says, sink. And oh. Jesus Christ. And, like, you can see him, like, fighting it. Yeah. And just, but, like, not being able to and sort of, like, say, like answering her questions. Mm-hmm. And him, like, you can almost see him going, why am I answering her questions? Stop talking. Don't, don't do this. But he just can't stop himself. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, like, that slow realization. Mm-hmm. And, and throughout so the film, good. he's so good at the... Well, his character is so clear with the... How he occasionally kind of retreats mm-hmm. in the... I should say something about this. No. 
I have to find a way to deflect it. Yeah. And well, I mean, like yeah. perfect example when he and dad are out in the thing and he goes, I would have voted for Obama for a third time. He's the best president in my lifetime. And he just goes, yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, like, yep. Yep. It's like, he's like, I'm just, I'm going to say as little as possible because then he can't continue talking yeah, to me Yeah, and you can see it. how he's processing all this stuff that is, that is subtly, not even subtly, but yeah, all the unintentional racism of the people around him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this stuff that, that he's probably heard a million times. Yeah. Oh, oh, and the the, well, I think casting like, like the cop asking for his ID. Oh yeah. And of course he knows it's entirely inappropriate. Yeah. All they did was hit a deer. That cop has no right mm-hmm. to ask for his ID, but he just pulls it out because he knows it's, he's yeah, just it's got better it. than fighting it. Yeah. And I think it it's so important that uh, Bradley Whitford was cast as the dad. Who he was Josh on West Wing. Yeah. yeah. So so it was really important to kind of get that flavor of the the white upper class liberal mm-hmm. sort of thing where they it's that trying very hard to be not racist and yet there's still that. The, the weird flavor of liberal coddling racism. <laughs> it's just... It's, right. I I don't even know what to call it. And I kind know of self, I'm probably dead square center in it without meaning Kind of me. a self-righteous, I'm not racist. Yeah. Right. You know, that... that, that I, am, I am really good at being not racist, and I'm super proud of myself, and I want this black person to notice. Mm-hmm. As opposed to going... I have the same problem that every other white person does in that I make racist judgments all the time and I have to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to absolve myself of that behavior by voting for Obama a third time. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's it, just watching all those interactions early in the movie is just fascinating. Mm. And the, uh, and and the way that um, Rose, the uh, Allison Williams character, is oh my god! Isn't okay. First of all, fantastic acting job for yeah. her too, because like, like, she's playing this supportive and loving yeah. and like, yep, I got your back, baby, and we're gonna get the hell out yeah. of here, whatever you want. And like, you, you, her panic level is like rising as he's like, you know. And then she's a fucking it's sociopath. Just, bam! Oh, you know I can't find. You, you know I'm not going to give you the keys, honey. And it's just like I in my notes I have <laughs> was it oh um, damn <laughs> I have um, all the pictures because as she's going as he's finding all the pictures mm-hmm. and I was like is she in on this and it goes yep that bitch that is what <laughs> I have in my notes. <laughs> ah, dear listeners, I see it right here. It's beautiful. <laughs> have you? Oh. God, and and like, she is just evil. Uh, oh, like, uh, ew, ew, and and that. Oh God, how perfect is it that you know she has this white turtleneck on and she's in her white bedroom with their like trophy pictures behind uh, her, and she's she has the Fruit Loops and the milk separate because she's a heathen. Because she because colored things don't mix with white things. Oh my god! (laughs) 
<laughs> See, this is why I need to go watch it like four more times. <laughs> yeah, it, that's one of the things I caught this time around. It's like, oh my god, it's ah. <laughs> or um, th- another one that took me a couple tries is when he's picking apart the chair. He's picking cotton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, just I got yeah, and picking that. cotton to save himself. Oh my god, uh. Jesus! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> There's a lot, yeah, a lot of really clever uh. stuff going on. Yeah, um, or and, or is the Stephen Root character going? I I want your eye, man. I don't care what color you are. I just want your eye. So and and the the in uh, and Chris is going, but why black people? He's like, I don't know, but. It, it's like, he's going to take advantage of it anyway. Yeah. Well, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not going to He's not gonna make it, though. Yeah. I think he'll... Too bad for him. Oh, but, uh, the Stephen Root character? You know, and I, the, the other yeah, thing, the the other thing he, about the deer that we don't even mention, of course, is Bradley Whitford at the beginning of the film is like, I hate deer. You know, I yeah. one less deer, and then, of course, a deer is what kills him, which I think oh, yeah. is... that There's yes. the lovely poetic death that oh, way. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think the only... It would have been more poetic death for Catherine Keener if he'd stabbed her with a spoon. Um, stabbed <laughs> well, her through it, the eye with a spoon. Well, you know, it was cutlery. It was cutlery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, yeah. like with the with the broken pieces of the teacup, mm-hmm. perhaps. Oh, yeah. That would have been good. Oh, there's a Knight's Templar uh, uh, helmet in the car that he steals. Did you yep. notice that? That's the uh, that's the yeah. brother. It's yeah. the brother's car. That's the hel- that's what, that's the helmet that he's wearing at the very beginning mm-hmm. when he takes down. Um, El- is it Alfred or Woodard? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His last name's Woodard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and there, there's all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, 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 oh, how about the turnabout and the smoking? You know the. You know, smoking's a dirty habit. You know, let's help you quit that. No, it's because they don't want the body damage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah! It's too late. He just started to quit. <laughs> yeah. Or is it the idea that the body would be addicted to it and you want to do the hypnosis to make them no longer addicted to cigarettes before they yeah. they do the transplant? It, it's, a, it's a service to clean up the body. I don't know. No. Oh, Interesting. Or hmm. Or... Or how about the scene where um, where Logan, when he gets flashed in the eyes, and he goes, get out, and he lunges for him. It seems aggressive when you first see it, but then you realize it's him trying to save Chris. Yeah. And just, oh, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Everything, ah, <laughs> so, it falls together so great. It's so great. So the point in time where it's like, like, obviously, like, something was going on, because I, you know, you see the previews for it and everything so like you know something's happening like the point in time where i kind of started putting like the pieces together in my mind is when they're when uh she's introducing chris to everybody at the party yeah and it's like all of these people are like like that one lady's like feeling up his arm yeah it's like a market i have in here i was like is he in a meat market because i was like market Cause I was just like, wow, that is really like I am an affectionate person and I like to hug people when I meet them. Um, but that was just like a whole different level yeah. of like meeting someone and like mm-hmm. let's make sure that this is the body I want. 
Like, yeah. but I mean, as as I understand it, I, I've heard from black women. You know, white people just go up to them and say, oh, "I want to touch, touch your, your hair." hair. It's, oh, God, you know yes. that's nothing unusual. No, don't do Sadly, that. People. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't. Do not touch other people's hair. Not without permission, anyway. Yeah, and if they say no, you then say that's it. fair. It's their you fucking bet. hair. Yep. <laughs> yes. Ugh. Yeah. So, all right, uh, Melissa, you probably have some uh, things to tell. So, one I thing I wanted to ask because when we were when we were uh, getting ready to watch the movie, there was something that said "Get Out" with the alternate ending. Yes, there is an alternate ending. So, actually, actually, the original ending that was in the script is the alternate ending. And oh, what is the alternate the ending? The alternate ending is the police roll up and and Chris is basically locked away for murdering killing everybody, everybody, which is the more realistic ending. But I'm, by that I, point, I don't want realistic. I'm watching a movie that yeah. my boyfriend did. <laughs> I do, I want I want him to walk away at the end of it and just be a giant fuck you because they're all dicks and it's a good thing that they're dead. Yeah, and there there's something to be said for the catharsis at the end of a yes. movie, you know, a happy ending for this, especially for how grueling an experience it can be oh to watch God. the movie. But it, it's. <sighs> I'm, I'm. I understand people not liking horror movies because the last four, you know, pretty much since like 1970 or so, um, the large majority of horror movies are absolute dreck, and a lot of them rely on you know gross out and and just surprise shocks and all this, and very few are what I call kind of masterpieces of of. Um, suspense more like rather than actual horror movies so well actual horror movies they are horror movies but like uh, Jaws is great and uh, Silence of the Lambs and this and you know movies that really have a lot of thought mm-hmm. and um, planning in them and it's not about the blood and gore and it's not about just boo you're scared right or yeah. or like this is a night train to terror or anything like that this is a really well thought out it's kind of like good science fiction like really hard science fiction takes apart the modern troubles of mankind and looks at them through a different lens and this is doing exactly the same thing and so i it's i feel like get out is a hard sell for people who don't like horror movies but it's like no you don't understand it's it's probably not 90% of what you hate about horror movies this is not yep. what you expect i agree with that statement as as someone who doesn't like horror movies, yeah, I mean, I I I I'm not a big fan of horror movies. I'm a fan of good movies of any genre, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it's just there's a sameness to horror movies. You know, the I, generally at the end of a horror movie, when the the surviving character gets out of it, what I fully expect is that they're not that there's going to be yeah. the that stinger that it's like nope, everybody dies, fuck y'all, mm-hmm. um, kind of thing that I I don't I don't care for. That's that's one yeah. trope in horror movies I don't like. So finding out that they didn't do that ending, in one sense, I I'm like happy that they chose not to go that way. Even though, I completely get that ending with the cops showing up and arresting him and taking him to jail mm-hmm. is entirely part of the story that they're telling. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. In that, this black man, while he did kill all these people Mm -hmm. it was in self-defense 
but he's a black man and he killed a bunch of white people. Yeah, rich white people. And, rich white people. And there's no effing way that he would get away with that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, um, one of the pieces of trivia about this movie is that uh, Jordan Peele was inspired to write it after watching Eddie Murphy's Delirious, in which there's a part of the stand-up routine where Eddie Murphy is talking about how black people would never put up with situations in horror movies. <laughs> so, he's talking, so he's talking about all these famous horror movies and it's like, no, I'm getting out of the house right now. I'm not going to run upstairs. <laughs> there's the door. I'm getting out the fucking door. Yes, yes. Like, n- no black family would stay in no. an Amityville horror house. You know, that that was his point. And so Peel, that's... That was kind of the origin of this whole script. And Peel started writing this script kind of in the mid-years of the Obama era. Oh, really? When people were largely saying, no, racism is over. And clearly he didn't see it that way. But uh, he he wrote the script, and but didn't feel like there was really an audience for it. And then the Black Lives Matter thing started coming up. And he was like, oh, I guess it is time. So that's what launch this forward and nice. it apparently came uh came together fairly quickly they filmed it in like 23 days and oh wow and, well it's all it's mostly i mean if they it's all know, acting and but it's mostly yeah. one set i mean i don't yeah. know if they yeah. found that house and just shot it in that house because if they yeah. did you know it, and it looked like it just based on the on the light and the yeah they found a, a cheap location in alabama or something like yeah. that and that's where they decided to shoot so if you're shooting in basically one air at one place you know shooting in a house shooting in a backyard mm-hmm. you can and and they aren't doing any major special effects stuff you know some blood effects but other than that mm-hmm. there's there's not a lot of uh extra location shooting so mm-hmm. or or extra you know special effects cg kind of stuff that you have to do yeah you can do it pretty quick mm-hmm. i um do I mean it's it's fascinating that it came out when it did so soon after Trump got elected. Yeah. yeah. Um which I mean that if the film was already being made. Mhm. And but still it it Well, I mean it, like I said it's been kind of a constant Sorry, I'm about to sneeze. I think. Uh maybe not. Okay. Uh, it well the whole Black Lives Matter has just been kind of steadily escalating as things have been going down, and then you know finally we reach the election. But it, the I mean when we, you think about it, Black Lives Matter kind of started in what twenty fourteen, because that was when the Ferguson riots were. Yeah, that's yeah. basically the 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 I believe the yeah beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, yeah, so. It's been cooking for a while, but the I'm I'm imagining the the election was a good you know boost to getting it distributed. <laughs> Probably it certainly didn't hurt. Well, uh, yeah. I and uh, I remember that the craziest thing about it, um, well, not the craziest thing about it, but um, when when it came out, I was out of the country. It was. Uh, I was uh, in the in the Caribbean, and then uh, I was offline all that entire week, and so I hadn't read Facebook or gotten emails or anything. And I I landed back in the U.S. and one of the first bits of news I saw was there is a movie that has a hundred percent of Rotten Tomatoes, 
and it's a horror film. And I went... And you're like, I'm going to go straight to a movie theater. I'm going straight to a movie... I knew nothing about this movie at all. I knew nothing about it whatsoever. So it's like, I... Whatever this is, I need to see it. And so I went to the movie theater knowing nothing about it. And then I saw Jordan Peele's name come up as writer and director. I'm like, oh... Oh, oh, this is going to be awesome. So I'm, I'm very pleased. It was so great. And it still has, I think, a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's hard to believe that that could stay 100%. Yeah. You know. But st- a horror movie. Oh, no, featuring black people. Way up at the top like that with the staying power. Usually somebody has a backlash or something like that. But now it's... Pleasing to me, it really is. And it, I mean, it didn't really have it got even though it came out very early in the year, getting nominated for best picture is pretty. That's amazing. Surprising mm-hmm. uh, that it was able to do that. The fact that it had had an, lasting memory enough. The fact that it's a horror movie and got nominated for best picture because mm-hmm. that's like only six movies have done that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I listed them, and I just have to find <laughs> my notes because uh, The Exorcist. Was nominated, uh, Jaws, Silence of the Lambs, Sixth Sense, and Black Swan. Okay. They call Black Swan a horror movie, huh? Oh, I call it a horror movie. Ah, uh, see, I didn't. It didn't read horror to me at all. It's 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 a horror f- movie format, and uh, yeah. All right, I'll I, yeah, I'll allow it. Um, <laughs> it's Aronofsky. Yeah. There, I mean. It's the shape of water has horror elements to it, but yeah, but uh, it 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 doesn't have that. I mean, it's a monster movie. It's it's inspired by. But it has the format of a romance. Yeah. Whereas Black Swan is a drama with the shape of a horror movie. Hmm. So. I don't know. But we should just watch Black Swan, and we can get into that. Sure, and we can debate whether or not it's really a horror movie. I don't know. I don't but know. But this is definitely a horror movie. This I mean, is absolutely. It, it has. Yes. It also has so much DNA shared with older horror movies. Apparently, Jordan Peele's a big fan of horror. He loves the genre, so he was very excited to make something like this. So there's um, a lot of Night of the Living Dead in this, which is particularly interesting because it's uh, the original Night of the Living Dead had a black protagonist in the 60s which was odd for that time frame Mm -hmm. and that gentleman was cast in Night of the Living Dead because literally he was the best actor that George Romero knew so it had nothing to do with you know let's have a black actor lead art no it's like oh the best actor we know is this black guy All right, he's cast (laughs) which is awesome but also, uh, there's a lot of Halloween in this. John Carpenter's Halloween, because kind of that subversion of white America, you know, the the murder happening under the skin, and while all this regular white stuff is happening all mm-hmm. around. Uh, also, a little bit of Rosemary's Baby and stuff like that. The Stepford Wives is the one that always comes to my mind. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. So... Like totally. Step for wives, black people. <laughs> <laughs> Only it's a much better movie than Step for Wives. Just saying. The original or the remake? Both. Right. Well, I was just making sure. <laughs> oh, you're uh, saying I'm correct. Yeah, I yeah. I, 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 I agree. <laughs> I, whether or not you are correct, I agree. Yeah, okay. Okay, uh, that's good. <laughs> 
I was just curious what your thoughts were on that. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're gonna, it, we're, we're it's a great concept, but uh, neither movie is real great. We're nearing the final thoughts part of our show, but I do need to know if there's anything else that needs to be shared, Melissa. Uh, um, let's see. Um, <laughs> much akin to the. Uh, this is the best actor we know thing from uh, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, the Japanese man at the garden party is a karate master who was just a local guy that wound up getting cast. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's not an actor. Um, Jordan Peele, uh, um, well, this movie inspired a professor at UCLA to create a uh, university course about. Uh, uh, racism and survival and horror films and and things like that and so the college professor (laughs) basically snuck jordan peele into the classroom one day what (laughs) and so as the professor was asking the class questions at one point uh finally peele at the back of the class raises his hands and starts answering and the slow dawning of realization on the students' faces, and then he stood up and taught the rest of the class. Of course. So that was cool. Well, I mean, if you were in that class, if you're not, you're just pissed because you weren't. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, if that was the day that you were sick. Some yeah, I know that would be the word. Uh, you, you, you skipped class that day. You're like, I haven't skipped class. I'm a, I'm a senior. It's and I have not skipped class in four years of college. I'm I'm I've been a straight A student. I'm skipping today because God damn it, I deserve <laughs> one skip in my college career. And then you find out that that was sure, it. And you'll never skip another class no. though. Yeah, yeah. You won't skip. You won't skip a meeting and in, in once you get to get into a biz into business. You that's you'll be a like, life lesson. Yeah, it's like there. I that have to go. Hard I have to make learned. every appointment because Jordan Peele might my be job. there. Might oh show up. Maybe I just need to live my life by the rest. Of, I I just need to do everything at all times, knowing at some point in time Jordan Peele could possibly just be there. It's true. It's it's the safest. I feel like bet. that's going to be my like new. It's like your goal. safe bet. Mm-hmm. All right. So anything else, Melissa? Uh, Allison Williams, who played Rose, uh, keeps getting asked by white people. I will note that. What was wrong with her? Was she was she hypnotized or manipulated? How was she a victim? It's she no, was not a victim. She was not a victim. She's evil. She was an active participant. She was a sociopath. And so, yeah, hundred percent white people asking her. So, yeah. So I do have um, in my notes mm-hmm. um, in regards to the cell phone because he's like you know his his cell phone keeps getting unplugged so it can't charge and she keeps asking him these questions and i have in my notes here i was like it's like she's gaslighting him because she keeps going no that's not what's going on you're wrong you know everything like that and so because she's got to keep him there exactly she's got to keep him there long enough to get all that stuff to get so, so they can get the bids on on him mm-hmm. from the from the the neighbors. She mm-hmm. got it. So she, as soon as as soon as you know, mom has done the hypnotism shtick, mm-hmm. uh, which is that. Well, anyway, I'll save that for final thoughts. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
as soon as clink. as soon as mama has done the hypnotism shtick and as soon as everybody's had a chance to check out the the merchandise the the <laughs> Give them a feel. I yeah. think we need to say slave market because that's what it is. <laughs> Sex these slave. are these are these are white <laughs> these are white people bidding for control over a black person. Yep. yep. It's uh not even yep. subtle. Um and, it, that is the oh <gasps> Bingo games, fuck them. <laughs> I mean, I will, you know, I, I, I made the comment because he was like, "How does uh, bingo and sparklers sound?" Yes! And I made the sparklers offhand, com- I made the ho- offhand comment of, "Oh yeah, white folks love bingo." <sighs> And then, like, it went to a shot, and I was like, oh, fuck. I was super disappointed there were no sparklers, though. That was uh, a damn shame. Mm. Yeah. Damn shame. Um, all right, I think I think uh, we better. You wanted it to be more festive. Is I that think, what you wanted? Yeah, more more sparklers. All right, I think um, <laughs> everything needs more. Sparklers. He did light the house on fire, though. So he did. It, yep, he did. Uh, I think it's time for final thoughts, Barb. Final thought on Get Out. Um, I want to know after Chris and Rod got in the police car, how many minutes did it take him to be like, now I need to find someone to unhypnotize me, so every time I hear a clink, clink, clink. <laughs> I'm not going to lose my mind. Because mm-hmm. that's the first thing that would, that like, as soon as the movie ended, I was like, okay, so how long is it going to be until he, you know, uh, doesn't, and is, or is it just like that specific clink, clink, clink? It could be any clink, clink, clink. Because if that dude goes into a coffee shop, he's fucked. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't, I don't think he's going to ever want tea. I really Probably feel. Not. No. I feel the tea. And don't you think that the little stirring of the tea was part of it? Because it was always stir, stir, clink, yeah. clink, clink. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's part of her disguising what she's doing also. But it could be. Yeah. It, it could also be some oblique, really oblique reference to being in a plantation with the super frou-frou, you mm. know, uh, uh, China and... Could be. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Uh, so, Melissa, final thought. Thoughts, whatever. So Allison Williams, the woman who played Rose, uh, is the daughter of NBC News anchor Brian Williams. Oh. oh. Mm. And also, Tom Hanks officiated her wedding. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, that's what you get for being the daughter of a celebrity. Yes. But now she's going to be totally typecast as a sociopath. Yep. Also, Catherine Keener used to manage a McDonald's. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that she's had an upward tra- trajectory with Me her too, life. Me too, because she went from there to being a casting director, and then she started acting. Yeah, and I'm very glad she started acting because she's one of my favorite actresses. I think she's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, and uh, you know, my final uh, thought is uh, hypnotism just doesn't fucking work that way. Uh, it doesn't. No. <laughs> And, you are know, you speaking from personal experience? And I realize we are talking about a movie in which they are able to remove a brain from one human being and successfully transplant it into another human being. Mm-hmm. And so I shouldn't complain about that. I, I believe but, this is called the miracle exemption, yeah. Tim. But uh, Well, I guess what I'm saying is anybody <laughs> out there who's watching this movie and going, damn, you could never hypnotize me like that. The answer to that is, that is true. <laughs> You cannot. So when are you going to go get hypnotized for Geeks Without God, Tim? Uh, I've been hypnotized in my life. I don't need to do that again. Okay. Uh, it's it, I mean, it, anyway, I could, <laughs> I could do a whole fucking podcast about And the, you should. About that, that time I was going to become a hypnotherapist. But 
Uh, it, this is not Wait, what? It's not even a lie. Anyway. Whoa! What? Okay. I said no, a whole you're podcast. Doing, oh, you do that podcast, but n- not now. The point is, we are, we are. I'm just saying, I know something about hypnotism, and it doesn't work that way. I have known you way. how many years, and I never knew that. It's not important. There you go, folks. Wait, wait, wait. Every single day, you learn something new. Today, we learned that Tim, at one point in time, contemplated being a hypnotherapist. So the if, more you know. So if you were going to remove the brain of a black man and insert the brain of a white man how would you do this hypnosis tim (laughs) you would not be able to do that (laughs) because if somebody doesn't want to be hypnotized yeah that's true it doesn't work that's your that's your really super basic high level thing if you know if i go under at this point they are going to saw off my head And replace my brain with the brain of a blind white man who used to be on a sitcom. But he didn't know that. Well, he did. They did the television thing. No, but, well, but he'd already been hypnotized. No, but even once you've been hypnotized. The thing is that even if there's a trigger. Even if there's a trigger, if you don't want to go under okay. again, you will not. Okay. They can't. They can't trick you into it. You can't be like, "Oh shit, they're gonna do the teacup thing," and I have you know no what? control. You know what? Stop it. Stop with being so. Right. You're the people that keep asking questions. All right. Well, I, 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 I was. I, I drove this one. Yeah, I'm just saying. You drove. You drove the car in this I direction. I did. I drove the. You drove car the car in right this direction. Right off the cliff. And and I'm so happy. And it, it, it's essential. Essentially, <laughs> the main. The my my, my objection is. Up now. My <laughs> objection is true. not how they use hypnosis in this movie, but how movies use hypnosis mm-hmm. in general. Yes. Now yes. that said, this podcast. <laughs> is finishing up. We need to let you know that after our last podcast for The Shape of Water, when we realized we had never done a Coen Brothers movie, our next podcast is going to be The Big Lebowski. So we will do a Coen Brothers movie. Those of you going, when are they going to do a Coen Brothers movie? You've been listening for over 100 episodes, waiting for the Coen Brothers movie. It's coming. It'll be here next. So thanks for... Yeah, We should have done Oh Brother Where Art, though, because Stephen plays another blind dude. I know, we should have. God damn it! Oh, well. (laughs) Uh, It's it's Big Lebowski. It's the Big Lebowski. I want to talk about... I want to talk about Peter Stamari, so it's Big Lebowski. All right, we'll we'll be back next time. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a real education. Dee, dee.